Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of You Can't Be Serious. Uh, I am uh, one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. Hey, everybody, I'm Matt Torrey. And I'm Mitch. What's going on, guys? And uh, we are we're, and we're in our first recording session of 2021. Uh, if you listened last week, um, that episode dropped on New Year's Day. So we had obviously recorded it prior because we did not record it before 5 a.m. on New Year's Day. Um, so so the first time we're all getting together for New Year's. So guys, if I, I know I've seen Matt, but a happy New Year to both of you. Um, happy New Year. And uh, we're here to talk about what it's been like keeping up with pop culture during all this. Um, so this episode idea was a little bit inspired by um, one of the other podcasts that I, I host. Shout out to Juicing the Big Screen Movies Podcast. Check it out. Um, as we're gearing up for Oscar season, since we only do two episodes, two films, an episode over there, we want to make sure we had ample time. Oscars are you know, a few more months away. And I had realized as I was going through the list of likely nominees that I not only have not seen most of these movies, I hadn't even heard of most of these movies. And that's weird for me because I'm one of the guys that tries to watch as many pictures nominated for um, awards as possible throughout the course of the year. And I'll keep track even, you know, over the summer as to what I think might get nominated for stuff. I haven't watched anything this year. And it dawned on me that that's largely because, you know, I would go see a movie in October about a, th- a thing, whatever it was, a new superhero movie or even a, just a regular old thing I thought would seem fun. And there'd be trailers and I'd be getting some exposure to what else would be coming out by going and doing that thing. Because for me as a person, I don't really interact much with trailers on my, in my day to day life. I don't watch a lot of TV that has commercials. And I don't actively seek them out because I've never been that guy. And it's been weird because I realized that whatever bubble I have been in prior to quarantining and COVID, that bubble is now excluding even more things, things that I like and normally would interact with just because they're not being presented in a way that I'm going to capture in my new daily routine. And it's not even new anymore. It's been almost a year, but yeah. It, I don't know. It it didn't it didn't hit me until that because like, come this time of the year, of like the nine movies or so that got nominated for best picture, I've usually seen like six or seven of them. I think I've seen one, and again, I didn't even know most of these other ones fucking existed. And it's been it's just been a weird trip. I was wondering if you guys had any similar experiences with how you've been keeping up. Like, also, an episode that we had a few weeks ago, I didn't realize Paul McCartney fucking came out with an album until you guys told me about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like none and of so, this shit's crossing my radar. So, for me, I think the biggest thing, when you when you first kind of, br- like, broached the subject of, like, hey, what if we talk about, like, just keeping up with pop culture and just kind of just, or rather, the the lack thereof of being able to keep up with pop culture. Um, was I just started kind of thinking about music was what I first thought about. Um, and, uh, Paul McCartney, obviously like I, I found out about his release a little bit before the album actually dropped, but only just before. Um, and I, I can't imagine, you know, uh, you know, if things were normal and we, I I was kind of going about my daily life that I wouldn't, that wouldn't have come up earlier in conversation with with somebody that I cross paths with. Um, other examples like the uh, Taylor Swift 
actually she's dropped two albums in 2020 um that like just kind of happened that i heard about later and so i i was trying to kind of pinpoint like why kind of what you were saying like we you know how this happened like how did all this stuff kind of get by my radar and i think you know one of the biggest you know reasons is just that like all of those kind of small little interactions that you have with people kind of throughout the day um of just kind of small talk and talking about things that you might have seen in the news or kind of seen uh in your newsfeed or whatever just no longer happen and you know in every you know those little kind of serendipitous you know finding out about stuff um those those conversations are much more scarce kind of at least in my daily life and so like you know usually like i i hear about movies from you josh and like i i the last time i can't remember the last time that you you know told me about like a new movie that you saw or something like like i'm and so i think a big part of why it's been so difficult to keep up with pop culture and keep up with kind of just the things going on in the world is that everybody's so disconnected right and no one's really talking to anybody about stuff that they're seeing so they're not exposing other people to things that they've come across right yeah i i think that's a big part of it because like i found out about uh one of the films that's nominated for best picture this year because of an ad on twitter and that blew me away that i hadn't heard about and it's a movie that is so up my alley and therefore mm. up the academy's ass that it's like <laughs> it, it startled me that i didn't know about it yeah. um and i just can't and usually you know there, there's a few movies that f glide under the radar that you don't hear about until best picture season rolls around because they delay a lot of their releases to be timed around award season to be fresh in the mind of people who are who choose these things and all those types of things but yeah th there's there's that conversational aspect of someone running across something and then sharing that with you yeah. that's part like, of what's the, missing the idea of you know we, we're lacking that kind of you know since lockdown i feel like you know every every interaction that i you know i've had with another person has had to be like carefully thought out and carefully planned and there was nothing passive about it right like there was you know even you know this conversation now right that we're we're having you know we're recording this podcast right we have to plan this out right we had to set aside time this isn't like a uh, a serendipitous moment and and every interaction that i've had with people over the last 10 months 11 months you know however long it's even been now um has almost had an agenda right has had a uh uh a predefined hey this is when we're gonna meet to talk this is what we're gonna talk about and this is how long we're gonna talk about it for um and so that kind of like passive uh you know exposure to just things going on in the world isn't happening anymore um and another thing that i think at least for me is very difficult or at least has been very difficult to kind of uh i guess grapple with or like wrap my mind around really is the idea that things are even still happening in pop culture at all Right. There's a big part of me, you know, you know, especially initially when lockdown first happened, but even still through today, you know, however many months it's been that really feels that like, you know, everything has almost been kind of put on, put on pause or everything should be put on pause. 
Um, and so it's very weird for me to kind of like, uh, you know, reconcile this like, you know, feeling that I have that like my life has kind of been put on pause, but also that things are still going on in the world and movies are being made, music's being released, you know, life goes on. And so that kind of cognitive dissonance for me has been uh, kind of challenging to deal with. I, I, do you guys experience that or, or kind of also think that way or? Mitch, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm taking it all in. No, I'm here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what comes to mind for me when you you mentioned Matt Tory that you feel like um, how could the world be continuing to go around if I'm not in it? There was a feeling of being in the world, kind of spatially, experientially, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. for all of us when we were able to go about as if there wasn't um sad reality about the way we interact with one another we were able to just be a little yeah. bit more relaxed about it um i think that the thing that comes to mind for me is like does a tree does a tree make a sound if it falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like yeah. there's it's still it's still going it's not going the same way and just because we're not interacting with it the same way doesn't mean that it just stopped. What's curious to me about everything that you guys have said is you feel like you're cut off from information. But when when you look at the reality of it, we have the most amount of information access with we have access to all this information. The internet is literally everything. And totally. didn't have that you know 30 years ago. So why is it that we have this feeling that we can't we're missing out on finding out new music or new movies. Is it simply because that interaction of a casual conversation has been taken away from us? Can we discover in other ways by just simply going, just Googling just new movies coming out? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, well, I think that's, I mean, I, you're, you make a really, very valid point Mitch, that I, I, it's, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, right? About kind of, you know, like, oh, things are so terrible because obviously we live in a time where to be locked down, right? In our house, in our houses, you know, without being able to kind of go out and interact um, in the kind of carefree way that we used to be able to is easier now more than it ever has been in human history, right? For, for, for at least for us on this, you know, on as host of this podcast. Um, we're fortunate enough that we haven't been affected in such a way that we're, you know, unable to continue, you know, living our lives, you know, it, it, with at least some semblance of normalcy. Um, at the same time, though, I think that um, maybe one way to look at it would be almost like uh, like information overload, right? You know, I think because uh, you know, we have access to kind of everything, right? And so now, when you remove the the kind of passive uh, interactions that you have in kind of your daily social life, where people are kind of giving you new information and 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 presenting you new ideas and kind of things um, that you haven't had to necessarily seek out actively, um, now everything becomes. Uh, like an active choice that you have to kind of 
you know, so instead of, you know, like, like for example, Josh finding out about, you know, movies coming out when he went to the theater to see a new movie. Now he's got to set aside time and go, you know what I'm going to do for the next 15 minutes. I'm going to go on the internet and look up movies that are coming out now soon and see what's, what's new. And so it requires just, I think more, uh, intention and it's more intention. I think than a lot of people are used to having about, you know, about their daily lives. Right. I, I think a lot of people, myself included, um, for you know a a big part of you know my existence right and, and kind of the way that i interact with the world is um reactive right i'm reacting to things that are happening to me um that's not to say that i'm not actively you know seeking out things that i want to do um but that's not 100% of the things that i do some of the things that i do throughout my day um you know pre lockdown um is reacting to to you know, people that I interact with and in, in circumstances that I happen upon, right? Um, and so I think the added, I don't know if stress is the right word, but the added kind of um, it's, you know, it's, an it's an adjustment. It's just, it's a different process now. Like you, like you said, you just have to set aside time to do stuff if you want to do it. You can't just lollygag out and do it like you used to. And that's kind of been hard for you a little bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I, I've always, I've always been somebody who kind of, who, who really thrived when like the, I was kind of given a, a, a framework for, you know, or a schedule that I could kind of operate within. Um, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with kind of just being given free reign of just kind of, well, you have all this time, figure out the best way to utilize it and, and do whatever you want. Pretty much. Um, I, I, I'm much more comfortable kind of, you know, in a situation where there are, you know, clear start and, and end times and kind of clear defined, um, rules in which to operate. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I think of, uh, I think of what um, Kel said a couple episodes ago when she talked about like defining her own new traditions, in the holidays mm -hmm. in the absence of her family being there. So, like, mm -hmm. so the same way that she had to put aside that kind of energy, that intention to create like a new pattern in their life is like you now have more control over that now than you did before when there you had more of a schedule like is that like i have to be at work at nine o'clock and then i have to be here at four o'clock and so on and so forth is yeah that, so like lack of structure messing with you a little bit it's very much so messing with me because i think i you know before when i had a you know like well i'm at work from nine to five um and there's other things that i have to get done but there's only a, a certain time that i can actually do those right so like that has to be when i do those right i have to like i can't go grocery shopping at noon because I work at noon, right? So I'm going to, I got to go grocery shopping after work or like, you know, I'm going to clean my apartment on, you know, Saturday. Cause like, that's when I have all or whatever, just, just kind of having, because a lot of my time was filled up with places that I needed to be and things that I needed to do and, 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 you know, predetermined activities, right? that only left so much time to do all the other stuff. And it kind of forced me to do certain things at certain times. Right. 
-hmm. now that there is kind of this free reign ambiguous well you're always working you're always at home you're always there is no kind of clear defined you know start of the work day end of the work day start of the week like it's all kind of a blur everything's a big gray area um i you know in in retrospect in thinking about kind of how i've gone about 2020 how i've gone about living in 2020 i've kind of realized that i i i'm I'm just kind of, you know, I'm kind of floating. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in limbo. And so like I, you know, over the last few days, I, I've, I've been really thinking about trying to, uh, do things with intention and kind of think about what I'm going to do throughout the day and not just kind of, you know, sit around and go through the motions of, you know, well, I'm at work now, I'll send some emails, like, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I guess it was last week where we talked about New Year's resolutions, um, and you know my New Year's resolution being to you know that I, yeah, I, I have like, a, I have a, a huge problem with doing the dishes, and so like I I'm happy to report that as of today, January seventh, I have kept to my New Year's resolution of doing the dishes and making sure that I don't go to bed with a sink full of dirty dishes. Um, and what that hey. is kind of, what that is really kind of like, uh, um inspired me or kind of uh motivated me to try to try to you know do is is get a better better handle on kind of like my domestic routine and kind of just like my my domestic habits right and so um you know trying to be intentional about about you know the way that i i keep the space in which i live and and and, and all those things and i feel like i my mindset for 2020, you know, as far as kind of, you know, existing in the world was kind of lackadaisical and I really wanted to kind of put everything on pause just with how everything in the world kind of was. And it was, uh, it's been difficult for me to kind of deal with that cognitive dissonance of the fact that, you know, the world doesn't just pause and things just do kind of go on. Um, taking away the moments that make up a dull day, buddy can't stop it yeah yeah you know so um so, has, you know, so we, that we got a little off topic so, there. so have you so all of that being said i am going to relate to josh a thousand percent because in a little bit of our rant there i've read the top 10 uh potential nominees for best picture and i've seen a whopping zero of them and i've heard of maybe one or two of them but now that I'm I've not read, even going to look at the list. I know I'm in that same boat. And now that I've read the synopsis of all 10 of them, every single one sounds interesting. Like, I would watch every single one. Josh, do you have the list up in front of you? Do you have one that you, uh, wanna, do you, have one you would, you would want to watch? Mine would be the one, one Night in Miami one. Oh, yeah, that one was the one directed by Regina King, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Regina King, and it's with Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke all getting together in Miami. And so... If they're together in Miami, I don't. Miami in the sixties was wild. Is that a real? Is that a real story? This uh, a well, real no, story? it's a fictional account of one incredible okay. night. So it sounds like okay. it's probably like dramatized a little bit. Sure, but I I'm sure that that interaction happened because those were all like giants of the sixties. 
in that. I, I mean, I know all of those people. Yes. <laughs> those are uh, prominent names in history. Yeah. And so if that looks like that, that's one that I'm interested in. What you, you're, you guys any interested in any of them? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to end up watching all of them for, uh, for the show. Um, and once again, juicing the big screen, check it out. We're trying to dole them out. Um, a couple at a time. Um, where, where can I've people are, find that podcast, Josh? Oh, where everyone finds all podcasts, my friends, where everyone finds all podcasts. Um, I'm actually excited about a lot of these. And like, like you said, like once you kind of like look at who's involved in what, like it's all, it's all exciting stuff. Nomad land looks really good. Minari sounds interesting. Ma Rainey's black bottom sounds really cool. Like there's, there's a whole bunch of people. And, and that's part of the, the thing that I think is most disappointing about it, because I'm not just disappointed that, I am missing out or have missed out or haven't been paying attention to what's going on. There's also people still making art or making stuff contributing in some way that aren't getting recognized in the way that they might most typically get recognized or at least have people experience their art the way that it is most typical to be experienced because of this. Um, It's, and it's, it, it's stuff as big as what f- movies are going to be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, and it's even small shit. Like one of the things I used to do um, is one go to concerts, uh, but I also used to like look up small venues nearby, and I, one in particular that I now live literally down the road from it c- can't go to. Shout out to the Wellmont Theater, um, and would see who's playing, and look up bands that were playing on prime nights that I didn't know. And see if their music was any good, and if I was interested in them. And you, I used to live t- t- a little bit too far away to make it convenient for me to go out, but now I'm finally in a spot where it's like, hey, like I could totally do that. But the thing is, I'm not finding out who's playing because I'm not even going to think about it. Kel and I, my girlfriend and I, we drove past a movie theater the other day, and and we're like, geez, when's the next time we're going to that? And I realized that's part of the reason why I don't know what the fuck's coming out is because. I'm not even focusing on external experiences that could affect my day-to-day or my weekend plans or any of that shit. That's out the window. That's not something I'm considering anymore. You know, that's like the last concert I think I went to before um, before the lockdowns all started and we all started quarantining was uh, a, a 25th anniversary concert for, um, I forget the name of the record label, but but they had they had... Wu-Tang Clan and like Nas and um, Alcoholics and Fat Joe and um, Remy Ma and like a whole bunch of people and I saw all those people in concert and I found it because I was just like googling shows in the area and that was a thing that I got to experience which was a hell of a cool night um, because I was thinking about things I could go do and things that we could go experience my girlfriend and I and that shit ain't happening anymore and it's to the point where it's like, oh, I was thinking to myself, um, what's a band that we all like? Um, I don't know. Fucking, fucking. Uh, I'd go see any show, dude. You can name anybody. I'd go at see this po- At this point, yeah. I, it doesn't even matter who it is. If they're playing music live, King, I'm gone. <laughs> Kings of Leon. Well, no, that's what I'm asking. If Kings of Leon was playing a show nearby, would you even oh, find out about it? Uh, not would you go or not? Oh, oh would you would find I know out? About it? Would I even know about it? Well, so yeah. I, so I, I guess I mean, the algorithm our, would spit it out to me eventually. Are our concerts happening now? 
Uh, no, not really. I see, I see every now and then some like uh, drive-in like, shows do- that go on and some like virtual shows that go on, but um, I don't think there's any n- nothing like what we used to know. Right. So, like, I mean, this is a hypothetical question, right? Because, like, like I'm, yeah. I'm now thinking yeah. like that, like, I, I, I'm not sure that I would know if they were playing because I don't even know if anyone's playing anywhere. Like, but, I, and that's I, the reason I, I, I didn't even know. That's the reason I didn't pick Wolfpack is because we all are actually, I don't know. I don't know if Mitch does, but I know you and I, Matt, at least follow Wolfpack on social media, you know? Sure. sure. And they are very, very active on social media. And I'm sure we would passively find out about it like that. But think about a band that you like that you don't actively follow their social media on. Would you, would you like, I I love Wu-Tang Clan. I don't follow their social media. Well, now I do after the show, but I didn't follow their social media. I I found out about that concert a different way. Obviously, I'm not following every artist that I like on social media. And so I you know, I, I don't know. I, I want to think. I'd like to think that somehow through the grapevine, if somebody was playing like, you know, in Easton at one center square or some shit like that, that I would find out about it. But like I really don't know. Um and I, I wouldn't be surprised to- if the answer's no. <sighs> I miss going to shows so badly, guys. I don't even like right now. I'd rather talk about like old shows that we went to and good memories that we have of being at shows rather than how much we can't go to shows. Like that reality to me is like that's the most draining for me of the whole pandemic is not being able to go see live music, man. And I'm, and uh, my, I'm my thinking on it extends to like you know not just shows, not just movies. I used to look up what art exhibits were around. You know what what fairs were happening nearby or like, uh, you know, street shit, you know, um, pop-up festivals and all that type of shit. I remember I went to a jazz festival in Princeton last year. Um, I went to an African art museum in Rutgers last year only because like, I looked up like, like what things were happening near me and I could go, you know, find whatever form of expression was happening on a given weekend and go participate in it. And that obviously had meaning to me because it was something that I was interested in doing, but also had meaning to the people who putting it on. And it's crazy to me that I know that's not exactly exactly pop culture, but it's like that level of how do you engage in the things that you do and like? Because we've talked a lot previously about keeping up with our hobbies and finding more meaning in our day to day. And I think that's super meaningful um, and very important. And I wouldn't trade in the progress I've made on keeping myself busy for anything. But it's also I'm I'm wondering if it's cut into my time that would have been spent experiencing other things and where that trade-off is eventually going to have to lie when things eventually get back to a more normal point in how we engage with the external. So I'm I'm glad you said the word experience experiences, right? And experiencing things, Josh, because I think that is like a big, at least for me, that's a big difference, right? Is that like I I I've had I had way fewer experiences in 2020 than I did in 2019, right? And so I all of the things I did, right? Um I, it was I, I don't I, it's tough to call them experiences, right? Cuz when I think of an experience, right? It's 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 a you're 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 physically are somewhere and you're kind of, you know, engaged with whatever it is that you're doing. Um, I feel like because we're all disconnected and, and, and interacting through screens and kind of, there is all of this both perceived and very real distance between people. 
um, that that like um, ability to you know to really feel like you're engaged with an experience and really really experience a uh, a show or 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 a piece of art or a movie or or just pop culture in general, right? And being able to engage with society and engage with people, that ability has really been hindered, if not taken away from us entirely. Um, and I think. You know, it's why, you know, even though you can still, you know, look up what albums are coming out and look up what movies are playing and kind of, you know, virtually visit some art exhibits and kind of do, you know, virtual approximations of a lot of things that we used to do. It's It doesn't quite give you that same satisfaction, or that same feeling or that same, uh, you know feeling of like of experiencing a an experience i for for lack of a of another word but does that make any sense like or am i just kind of talking out of my ass now like no i i i think it makes total sense it it it's yeah. a different form of life and that's it's something i'm not sure we're really going to get perspective on until time goes by on it you know um because there's there's the there's the the task of figuring it out as it's happening, and then there's going to be the task of looking back on it in retrospect and dissecting it. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. those are two very different things. And yeah. we're now reaching a point where we've been doing this for so long, we're now starting to revisit what this has been like in a past yeah. tense sense. Because now it's been more than like a month, and we've yeah. had to adjust whether we want to or not. And I know all three of us have had different levels of comfortability in terms of adjusting what we've chosen to embrace and kind of shut out from ourselves um, yeah. as we've gone through this. So it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with it. I think they're totally different things. Yeah. So something that, you know, I, I think another thing that's really kind of, made it difficult for me is, you know, pre lockdown or pre COVID and everything. It was, you know, I, I oftentimes had something kind of on the horizon, either be you know an event or a holiday or, a even just like a get together, right. That was kind of on the horizon that I was looking forward to that kind of, we were, I, I was working towards or, you know, or whatever. And, at least personally, right? For a lot of 2020, I didn't really have anything that I was working towards. I didn't really have, you know, any kinds of uh, aspirations is the wrong word, but like it, 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 it felt, it felt like I was really, really in limbo as far as kind of personal growth and professional growth, a lot of different, a lot of different aspects. And something that's been, you know, difficult for me is is trying to i don't know tr trying to remain optimistic right about the future um and and not get like uh caught up in kind of like those negative like thought loops that you can kind of easily fall into of like of like you know things are so terrible now like how are they ever going to get back to normal how are they ever how are we ever ever going to be able to go about our our normal lives again um you know but also remaining realistic in that you know you know we're not going to a concert next weekend like there are there aren't going to be 
big, you know, social gatherings next week. Like that's just not going to happen. And so trying to balance being realistic with being optimistic, um, has been a real challenge for me. I don't know if you guys also struggle with that. Oh, I mean, of course it, cause it's like, if it's not positive, you don't want to focus on it. And then yeah. because the things that used to be positive are no longer. Po so like, I'm sure all of us have had some level of difficulty, especially now keeping up with our friends. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Because keeping in touch with your friends used to be a fun thing. It's like, hey, I haven't seen Mitch in a while. Let's get together and get something to eat. Or like, I haven't seen Ben and Mel in a while. Let's mm -hmm. get together and watch a movie or some shit. That's not mm -hmm. going to happen. And because yeah. you can't even think of like, hey, I'm free Saturday night. I'm never free Saturday night. Let me see what Matt's doing. That's not going to, that's not how you're going to fill your time. And you know that and it's the same concept that I'm not going to try to find a concert to go to that night. I'm not going to try to find a movie to go to that night. I'm not going anywhere. And because we don't have those types of um, blocks of time that we can build towards putting uh, our, or, or put towards building things that we want to do and have those, you know, like, like you said, Matt, those things that we're looking forward to, mm -hmm. it ends up just being pushing all those things we used to focus on out of our head that includes keeping up with our friends keeping up with movies keeping up with concerts all that shit um mm -hmm. because they're no longer positives it it, it is it is mark like i have this conversation with skylar almost every saturday because we still teach classes saturdays um not together separately but we have a little bit of time to communicate and i keep telling him like i keep wanting to ask you to hang out while we're on the phone but i can't and it's weird and i and i don't know what to do about that and we're both in the same place because we're not going to hang out that's yeah. just what it is yeah and it's it, it's fucking sad and so and it feels like it feels weird right to have to 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 still go through like the not go through the motions right but but to to still try to keep up those interactions full while knowing that we're not going to see each other. We're not going to hang out. We're not doing anything. We're not making plans. There's like, we can't do any of that. Um, and so, you know, being realistic with yourself, right. About like what's possible, right. Who, you know, I'm not going out to a show. I'm not going out to the bar to hang out. And we're not going and plan any kind of vacations together. And we're not doing any of that. Um, but also still trying to remain, you know, optimistic in some sense right about about the future and about the world and not just become a uh this debbie downer of like oh everything sucks we can't hang out with anybody we can't do anything the whole world is going to shit right um it's been really tough for me to not just slip into that like you know oh, well if i give up like everything is so shitty like what's the even the point you know of of doing anything um, because we can't do a lot of things. And so that, that I, that kind of trying to find the right balance between what is, you know, an appropriate level of like optimism to have right without being delusional, um, but also not falling too hard into the, the negatives of, you know, reality at, at this time you know i'm with you 
I'm with you. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like we should. Whoa, whoa, like, Matt, 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 you just got a lot louder for some reason. Did I? Am I? Yeah. Uh, how? Uh, how about now? Is that better? No, still loud. How, how about how about now? That's good. That's weird. Um, yeah. nothing changed. Nothing changed. That's very strange. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, sounded like you were about to take over the world. Yeah, yeah. That. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm talking at the same volume. The mic hasn't moved, but um, I, I don't know. I can turn myself down. I guess that works. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Um, you were talking about how you can't do anything, so you can't look forward to anything. So your lack of doing anything makes it hard for you to be excited because there's nothing to do. Oh yeah, happy stuff. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, I it, it, I think <laughs> it's that. It's it's that balance between all right, uh, there's personal growth, that's good. There also is time where I go and do stuff, you know, like obvious, and that's what I mean. Like obviously, I'm very happy that I'm like devoting more time to my hobbies, that I'm spending a lot of time with my girlfriend, I'm spending more time cooking. Like these are all things I like to do, and I'm really enjoying the fact that I get to have more time to do them and see growth in all of them. At the same time. It would be nice to lose, I don't know, four hours of that a week in exchange for going to go have an experience with either, yeah. even if it's solo, uh, preferably with other people. But like, there's that trade-off. Obviously, like, mm -hmm. like, it sucks to say that I want to do less of this thing that is also beneficial to me. But I mean, fuck, man, sleep's good for you. You don't want to do that shit 18 hours a day. Like, you gotta, you gotta live your life and. I I can yeah. appreciate this growth, but I I need more time of having an experience. Yeah, I feel it, like this whole this whole year has been very lopsided. You know, is it so? When you guys use the the term experience, is it necessarily related to interactions with others, or is it more so something that happens outside of the confines of your own dwelling? I'd say I the second one. I I agree. I think it's also the second one because the way I would describe an experience, right, is is like you know engaging with the world. A lot so, of times, like a lot of times, but, that is other people, but it doesn't have to be other people. So there's right. other ways that you can responsibly engage the world and not do anything terrible to your body. Like, have you ever just gone on a hike? And on like a really small park, live by a ton of them. You can social distance and do that plenty. I know it's a little cold out now, but it's still real nice. And you feel like you get out, you can see some things happen. Um, I recommend you try doing that, man. Uh, it's worked for me a couple of times. Um, I know that was the first thing that I did when I was sick the other week and I got out of quarantine. The first thing I did was went and hiked. It was right after it snowed. And there's this, there's this mountain... Um, up over by the Delaware Water Gap called Mount Mincy, it's called. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put my boots on, pick up this mountain. Dude, I must have been the second person on this trail. I was making my own really? tracks up two and a half miles up this mountain through like, through like maybe eight inches of snow. Oh, my legs were burning. I was so out of breath. I took, I took well, also because you spent the took, last two weeks just like sitting in your apartment. Exactly. So I was like, I need to get out and do something. You need to like expel energy sometimes. 
And like, I feel like, and you know, like we talked about going to the gym and like, I think that for Josh was something that he uses to expel a lot of energy sometimes, right? Like you just have to do it like in different ways now. And so if it doesn't, if you can just responsibly find somewhere where there's not a lot of people and just walk and, and see some stuff happen, you can release a lot of energy, clear your head a little bit, and hopefully, you know, just be a little bit more at one. Calmer with yourself. I, I like that idea. And it's also just, you know, getting out of the house. I, I think, you know, I'm, I haven't touched on it yet, but I think probably a big reason of, you know, maybe why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling is that I'm spending so much time, you know, surrounded by the same four walls. Right. Um, and so there isn't a whole lot of change of scenery. There isn't a lot of change in kind of my immediate environment. And so that's, what's kind of yeah. me adding to why I feel so stuck in limbo. Oh, you have a bike in the basement. I know you do. And we live by literally 20 miles of bike trails, like right out our front door, just throw a mask on and just bike. It's great. And it's it's nice on a nice day, but like I said, it's getting cold, so I have to wait a couple months. What do you think, Josh? I'm thinking you guys are flexing your two functional knees. <laughs> What's wrong <laughs> with your knees, Bob? Everything's uh, my, wrong with Josh's knees. Yeah, my uh, my right knee is pre-arthritic, um, so I can't really like walk for sustained periods of time without an intense burning feeling. Josh, you have like the back and joints of like an eighty-year-old man. Do you not? Oh, you, yeah, what did man. You play in high school. High school, I I fenced and I did martial arts. Was it the martial arts that fucked your knees and your back? Um, it, it's probably more so genetic than anything else, but yeah, it's probably definitely didn't help. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, believe it or not, a lot of leg braces around or a lot of knee braces around the, uh, the fencing community too, because of how much time you spend in that kind of squatted position. There's a lot of, it's not a lot of like impact on the joints, but it's a Mm -hmm. lot of time sustained in a position where your joints are actively engaged. Um, Yeah, it was not uncommon to see a lot of knee braces. So even though a bike is like a non-contact, like non-impact motion, just the fluidity of just pedaling that in and of itself would cause this burning sensation. Uh, Maybe not that as much because it's 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 less pressure than having to sustain your entire body weight while in like a squatted position. Mm -hmm. Because that's why the, sometimes they say that biking is like better for your knees than like running. I was about to mention the mat. I know my knees are a little fucked from running. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely less impact than running. Um, oh, for sure. But but I think that's more so for like. I think I think there's uh, there's still some stress on your knees when you're biking. I think it's more so like as far as like shin splints go and 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 things like that. You you really don't have to worry about that with biking because you're not you know getting that kind of hard impact, but your knees are still just as engaged, right? When you're biking. Um, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. The movement, you know, you're not getting that impact where you're, you know, you where your, your bones, right. Your, 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 your shins and everything are having to kind of absorb the impact of you running on a road or something, but like your knees are still working and, and flexing to, so if that's the issue, maybe it's just swimming, Josh, that's a, that's, there you go. 
Yeah. Oh man, I don't even see myself in a bathing suit. Um, but like, just to just to to rein this in a little bit, um, what is your guys' experience? Like, like, what have you been doing? Pop culture wise, how have you been plugged in? Has it? Because I know for me, me personally, it's been me a too. lot of like shows and the news and some mo- more movies now that I'm doing the movies podcast because um, right. I'm forcing myself to watch at least two a week, um, which is also crazy because I used to do that shit in the fucking day. Um, but uh, where where are you guys really expelling your your pop culture energy? My pop culture energy, it comes through in, in YouTube, just being able to look up old music videos, old performances. I'm able to watch sports highlights. I'm able to watch podcasts. I'm able to watch documentaries on just different things in history. So that's the way I kind of stay connected of what's coming out and what's new. It's probably just like through YouTube, really. Uh, what do you guys use? That's probably what I, I was going to say as well. It's just as far as like being exposed to like new content. Um, you know, like I, uh, I don't know, like I'm a, like, I love late night television. So like, I've been watching like all of the late night shit on YouTube. Um, and like, um, but that's generally how I've been kind of, that's the, that's probably the most plugged in I've been as far as like, uh, like current pop culture, um, which, you know, I, it's both been nice, but also kind of overwhelming in that, like, there's just so much content on, on you that like, you have to kind of decide what you want to look for, um, which is just kind of echoing what we were talking about before of, you know, instead of having, you know, content kind of passively, you know, running into content passively throughout your daily life, you're just kind of having to now actively decide what you want to look for. Um, but, you know, I think that's, Another reason why maybe I haven't been as up to date with, you know, or, or as plugged in, so to speak, with with pop culture is that I I think in the past a lot of times relied on other people to kind of let me know about stuff that was going on and and kind of I wasn't the most engaged with um, you know, new releases as far as music goes or uh movies or just kind of what's happening in society. Um this year, obviously, because I've had that kind of passive interaction taken away from me, I've I've been forced to try to become more active in the content that I engage with. But um, it's definitely been a little tough, you know. What about you, Josh? How are you? Uh, how are you staying connected? That's the thing. I'm I'm really not sure I am. I, I'm really not staying on top of any music. I still haven't fucking listened to Paul McCartney's new album. Um, really? Yeah, I because uh, I honestly am just not really listening to a lot of music right now. Um, I I passively kind of keep the the TV on during the day for background noise while I'm working. Um, because you go through albums, you go through too many. For me anyway, I go through too many albums during the day, and it makes my day drag. Because it's like I could either watch, you know six episodes or have on i should say i'm not really watching six episodes of an hour-long show or in the same period of time go through i don't know 12 to 15 albums and it's like that quantity of albums and further that quantity of songs really hits me and drags my day down so i don't really i'm 
when I, and when, then when I do listen to music, I'm listening to a lot of the vinyl I already have because I'm saying to myself, well, if I've got the time, I'm setting aside a little bit of time to listen to something. I should really listen to more of the shit I kind of got around the house because I have a record player. I have all this, all these records that I, of music I really like that I want to make sure I'm giving playing time to. So I, I so, really haven't. What? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're talking about music now because I, 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 I can't believe I didn't really bring this up before, but like I only recently have like gotten back into the habit of like sitting down to listen to music right in the like before lockdown and before covid i think a lot of the time that i would like listen to new music was like on my commute like when i was driving in the car Same. Or, like, or like if if you like if you ever sent me an album or sent me a song or something like, like hey check this out like i would wait until i was get, get in the car to drive somewhere and i'm not going anywhere so like that like kind of opportunity of of like well I need to put something on let me just put on something new to kind of have in the background isn't there anymore and so every time I go to listen to music you know for a while it was like well I was having to actively kind of come up with well what do I want to listen to what band or what song or whatever and it was stuff that you know I I had been listening to right it was it was it wasn't anything new it was old stuff um, and so only just recently maybe the last month you know I've taking some time to kind of like you know instead of like sitting down to like i don't know watch an episode of friends for the millionth time or just put on mindless tv like putting on an album that i want to listen to and just like sitting and listening to it um almost in the same way that you would watch a new show um but like i've had to be much more intentional with it and so like obviously i'm glad that i'm doing it now but it's been uh it was a little bit of work, right, to kind of get into that this try or to try to build this new habit or new, uh, you know, way of exploring and listening to new music because that passive time is no longer there. So now I, I have to actively set aside time where, like, yeah, we're gonna listen to a new album now. No, I think that again comes back to this idea of of i'm going to find out about the next thing that i'm going to get into because someone else i spend time with will share it with me or something that i am doing will show it to me you know like i'm yeah. going to find out about a movie because i'm going to go watch a totally different movie but that movie i'll watch next has a trailer on it um or i was hanging out with skylar and skylar was hanging out with some people from his college and those people that he didn't know showed him music that now he's showing to me and and we have all now found this band from this dude yeah. that we don't really know very well, but he had good taste in music. And that's sure. not an uncommon way of finding new music. Um, no, that's often, I think, that's probably a lot of times how I find new music. Yeah, like, that's super normal. And though that, like, six degrees of separation and how you find music is a big reason why I haven't really been listening to new music in addition yeah. to that shit. Because, again, it's like... I am going to get that from somebody else spending time with somebody else that is, or, or I am also spending time with somebody different that is going to yeah. be like, Hey, did you listen to that shit? Um, and the answer is almost always no. So it, and then, and then it's the whole thing about having even the, the, the time to do it with, with, you know, being in the car, I'm not doing that shit either. And then when I am, I'm listening to albums. I know I'm already going to like, because uh, I'm I'm never listened to music. Might as well listen to something I like. It's yeah. like you know. It's like you know what the same problem reminds me of. Um, I have a bad habit of any time I go to like an Indian restaurant or mm -hmm. or any you yep. know 
like a Cuban restaurant, some shit. Ordering like gonna, what you know. I'm gonna get the same fucking dish every time because in my mind it's like, well, I know I like it, and we never get Indian food or we yeah, never exactly. get Cuban food. So why do exactly. I just get this thing I know I'm gonna fucking love? Um, yeah. The problem is there's a whole menu you ain't fucking trying. And yeah, you're not exploring and expanding your palate and experiencing stuff, experiencing new stuff. Right, right. And it's it's that base level of of, of effort and stepping out of your comfort zone that's missing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in this instance with how we experience all this pop culture stuff, it's because we just kind of can't, at least in the way we're used to. And yes, to Mitch's point made earlier, we can, of course, hop on the Google machine and do our Googles and find out. But it's not, for one thing, it's just way less fun. Yeah. It is It is true we can do it. It is way less fun than being told it by somebody else and having that, you know, that little exchange. And for another thing, it's it's a lot more active than I think we're just kind of used to having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, so, I mean, at least for me, I, I think, you know, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel this way, but, you know, I, it, this whole experience, right, of being on lockdown and being isolated and and you know everything has really made me you know think about how much i took for granted those kinds of small interactions obviously the the big you know differences of like not being able to see your extended family on christmas um those are things that i were kind of obviously going to be different and weird um and uh, you know, at the same time, though, I think a lot of us, even before this, were thankful for the opportunities they did have to, you know, to spend with their family, and that wasn't something they necessarily took for granted. But you know, for me personally, I, um, you know, the the little moments, the little kind of passive, uh, small talk, just kind of shooting the shit kind of moments that you have throughout the day with your colleagues with friends with you know with whoever you just interact with in your day to day um i you know i know i at least you know whenever we are able to experience those things again am 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 going to be very very excited about it and very thankful for for the opportunity to have those experiences again because it's something i really really miss right now hang in there buddy i think i think uh times are times are changing man will be good and the thing that i think is, is something that's like really strange to me is that if you had asked me before covid right like matt what are your thoughts on like kind of just passive like small talky interactions like the kind of just you know running into people and just like not really talking about anything whatever I'm not a big fan of them. I, I would have said like, eh, I could do without it. Like, you know, whatever. Um, but you know, it wasn't until like I, I had it forcibly taken from me and I'm no longer experiencing it at all that I'm realizing like, Hey, you know what? Actually those little tiny moments, you know, that, you know, you know, aren't all that exciting, whatever, but it just kind of, you know, are serendipitous and just kind of full of just, uh, spur of the moment stuff uh, are, are what make life interesting and what make uh, you know days different from one another and what makes uh, kind of life interesting. Gosh, what's that movie? Groundhog Day? 
Groundhog right, with Bill Murray. Yeah, right. Every day is the same. Is that what it's like there, Matt Tory? You wake up and you just punching the same ticket, open the same pile, same well, four like, walls, same. You know what cereal. it is? It, 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 it's it's half that, but it's also half feeling like the world is going on without me. You know, feeling like I'm stuck, right? Doing the same kind of thing, but like at the same time, I'm disconnected from everybody else. You know. And that- I, I would I would also contend real quick that one of the points of Groundhog Day is that even Bill Murray's best days sucked because they ended and then started anew. Like Bill Murray, they show a stretch in that in that movie where he's like robbing banks and and having lots of sex and like just being cool. But the problem is that day still ended and then started over. The wins were ultimately kind of pointless. Because everything just kept restarting. And that's the part I would say is what's especially eerie and true about right now is that even the good days where you make progress on a thing. Yeah, again, that's really good making progress on that thing, you know, but tomorrow's still going to feel really fucking similar. Yep. And you're, that's you part wake of up in the hard. morning. It's going to be just the same. Yeah, I still ain't going nowhere. I'm still going to hope to make progress on the book I'm reading or the song I'm working on or the show I'm working my way through or, you know, the Knicks playing another game or whatever. But it's like the steps, the literal physical steps I'm taking around my dwelling are going to be virtually the same that they were yesterday. Mm Yeah, I think I think that's that's the real hard part. It's not even just the repetition; it's the repetition in the face of progress, too. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and then trying to reconcile those two feelings of feeling stuck, but also feeling like you made progress, and trying to figure out kind of well, what is the what's the appropriate response? Well, how should you feel? Like, what's the how am I supposed to feel? Like, how 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 is this supposed to go? And I mean, the truth of it is that there is no right you, way because this is such a. You, you are know. the author, Matt Tori. Do not be afraid yeah. of your own freedom, my friend. It's <laughs> our own freedom sometimes will will really really scare us because we know that we are the makers of our own destiny, and it's a big responsibility. Don't let that scare you, though, dude. We all ha- we all carry that burden. Nobody's free from that burden. We find. Mitch? Wow, that was that was I think what I needed to hear right now, Mitchell. That was thank you. Yeah, no problem, dude. Yeah, I can hear it in what you're saying because I feel that feeling all the time. Yeah, not to be afraid, not to let um, you know, not to be afraid of of that power of 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 our freedom and the ability to shape our own destiny. Oh yeah, so I I have nothing else to say about it. That's about it. You told me I was the author and not to be afraid. Yeah, you are the author. It's the truth. Yeah, like Josh is the author. I'm the author. We're all yeah, authors. and I think you know, and I think maybe I think that's a that's a really interesting way to think about. It. I think in a lot of respects, you know, I, I it's I mean, not that I like to, but it's easy, right? It's easier to to think about life as someone else is the author, and I and I'm just a character in the story, and and, and I'm. And I'm kind of, and I'm just kind of waiting, and I'm kind of moving around, figuring out, well, what is, what is the next chapter going to be like? Um, but you know, realizing that 
you know, I'm the author and that, that it's more responsibility, right. Than, than what is comfortable or what is, uh, easy to accept. Um, but I think you're right. I think that is really the only way to, to kind of move forward and with any sort of, uh, You know, feeling of control or feeling of of like you know uh, optimism about the future or optimism about kind of where things are headed, um, you know, is just to kind of own the responsibility of you know I I I am in charge of of kind of of the next of what I do if yeah. what I do yeah. of what I believe how I how I carry myself. The kind of man or woman that I want to be, mm-hmm. the kind of person yeah. I want to be, it's all up to you. And just because, yeah. and you, I think, just because you have to stay at home and you can't yeah. see other people and you can't discuss pop culture doesn't stop you from doing those things. You just have to do it a little bit differently. And it, well, you know what it is? I, th- I think. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. What I was going to say is, I, I think, you know before right when when you would just kind of run into people and have passive interactions that almost enables you to 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 revert more to the thinking of all my character in the story less the author of my story um you know being in the situation that we're in now where everything we have to do every every interaction we have is uh you know, we have to take some ownership on whether or not it happens. Um, it very much it, it makes you forcefully makes you aware of the fact that you are not a a passive character in the story. That you are in fact the author, and you have to decide. Well, what are the characters going to do? You are a character, yeah, and you hold your you own. Know, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know, and so like like I think you know at least for me in my own head, kind of thinking about it, I think part of why. Um, the you know not having these kind of passive interactions is is kind of messing with my head so much is that you know in having those interactions um and kind of letting you know experiences happen to me without having to seek them out it was easier to uh you know kind of go about with the thinking that like you know the story's moving forward um and i'm it's happening to me, you know, without having to think about any kind of responsibility that I had, you know, about like, you know, deciding what I'm going to do, you know, and, and it wasn't until that kind of passive nature was, you know, or passive, those passive interactions were, you know, were taken out of daily life that, you know, it forces you to think about, well, you know, if you, if you get rid of those, you know, experiences that happen to you, You've got to go find your own experiences and 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 make them happen, or nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not sure stuff. I'm on. I'm not sure I'm on board with this narrative. Why is that? Uh, because I don't. I don't think. Well, two things. One, I don't think life should be lived by force, even if it's your own. I think what makes life interesting is that there's a lot of things that happen to you in a passive sense, or that you go along with in an indirectly achieved fashion and that's part of what makes life interesting 
Um, and part of what makes life life, if we could will ourselves to do anything or be anything and achieve anything, I ultimately think life would probably suck and be very boring and have to deal with what is going on around you, positive or negative, is part of what makes you a person and informs how you're going to ultimately live out your entire life. And while I think, you know, being the author of our own destiny is a nice concept, I think it's a pretty dangerous mentality to think that you're a main character in, in, a, in a story because main characters in stories don't often get a full picture of what their fellow characters are going through or how their actions affect them. Stories are typically written to focus on one person and one person specifically, regardless of who they're surrounded by. And losing sight of that greater picture, I think, is detrimental to the character, both you, your character, and any character. Um, and I think living by the ideal that I am everything I am about is bad. And while that might not necessarily be the full scope of the idea presented, I think that's still there at the core. I would Being argue... So, so I want to I refine, because he makes some really beautiful points there. Yeah. So the first thing he says is that by owning your own reality, you call yourself a character, is the word that we used. And then you rebuttal use the word main character in a way that the idea of owning your own um, ability to pursue what you want owner of your own destiny makes you the center of the reality it's fair to say that that's not what i would be trying to do when i'd say that you're absolutely correct in that if somebody becomes so focused on themselves and their own energy and their own force to accomplish what they want to accomplish their idea of reality can become very skewed by that they become very selfish very narcissistic so i understand that we don't want to necessarily say that because you are the character of your the main character of your own story and you can make your own freedom and you have that own own drive that doesn't necessarily make you the only story that's being told you still have things that will happen passively to you you can't control everything that's the other point that you made too which is a, a good point you can't control everything because you say you make your own your own destiny doesn't mean that you're going to be able to accomplish what that idea of it is you're not going to be able to control all that but you need to make sure that you don't get caught down that rabbit hole either because you're absolutely right there are things that are going to happen that they just happen you, you can't do anything about it you know i had we we have plans happen and then and sometimes they don't it's just it's just the way it goes but what i would say is the more important point is how do we respond to those react those uh, situations? How do we react to them? It's our freedom in doing that. It's kind of like where I think we build a lot of character and, uh, and figure out who we are as people in times of adjustment and change. Yeah, I I I am fully with you because I think I think if we put the pressure on ourselves that we are the full authors of our own destiny, you will never live a happy life. Because bad things are going to, have to happen to you no matter what. 
Your grandparents are going to die. You can't stop that from happening. Your parents no. are going to die. We can't stop that from happening either. No. And if you're the author of your own destiny, that means you wrote that shit True. and everything else bad that happens. That's a fucked way of living. We do. We are completely in control of how we respond to these negative things, and I think that is the depression point. Um, that's the story. That's the story yeah. that's being told, man. Exactly, and that that's that that little nuance bit that I. Uh, this is why we come to the show, Mitch. This that uh, that little bit of nuance for Mitch Potempa is why we all show up here. Um, <laughs> so but, uh, I, yeah. I think so, Josh. I I want to. I guess clarify, you know, for, first I, I totally, I agree with what you're saying, right. From a, you know, if we're talking about like a, uh, if we're prescribing advice, right. To our listeners, I think you are absolutely right. That it is a delicate balance of recognizing that, um, you know, life is a combination of things that happen to us, things that we seek out for ourselves and also just kind of all of that, how we react to everything that, that we experience, all of those things together, right? And it's a balance of, of all of it. We obviously can't control everything in our lives. Um, I guess just to kind of further explain what, what I was saying before is, you know, from a, from a personal standpoint, right? At least the way that I have kind of been thinking about the way that I've been living my life for the last year or so. Um, I know this episode's kind of devolved into, uh, you know, a <laughs> bit of a, you know, a soul searching, you know, whatever. Um, but was that, you know, for me, at least for me, that's something that I feel that I need to do moving forward, you know, that I, I want to try to dedicate more energy towards in 2021 is, you know, taking ownership of uh, both, you know, how I react to things that happen in, to me in my life, but also, you know, trying to take a more active role in influencing things that I want to to achieve and to seek out, right? You know, so maybe author was the was not the best analogy, but you know, accepting the idea that I'm not, uh, you know, a a crash test dummy, you know, strapped into the car, just along for the ride with no control whatsoever about where I end up or anything. Um, but, but that I do in fact have kind of influence over, um, kind of how I react to situations that I'm presented with and experiences that I have, um, but also just experiences that I, I want to seek out, you know, in my life and, you know, as a person moving forward, um, and just trying to take more ownership and and take a more active role in where I want to go, you know, and 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 be more in the driver's seat metaphorically. Um, you know, again, maybe that's not the best analogy because then you know that's you're you've got total control of the car. But like <laughs> no, but you don't have control of the other drivers around you though. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, um, we found it, folks. <laughs> maybe that's a better analogy. Um, you know, but, um, you know, rather than kind of, you know, taking the mindset of, you know, I'm, I'm strapped into this, I, I, I'm in this train car and the train's headed to a destination and I'm just kind of along for the ride, but realizing that, you know, um, I am in the driver's seat and yeah, things are going to happen on the road, you know, whatever. But like, I ultimately, I, I can kind of decide what route we take and how we get there. All right. You can, sir. 
So you can. So, right. so I don't know about I don't know about you guys or about about the listeners, but I this has been a tremendously like therapeutic <laughs> and and great session for me. Like this is. <laughs> Uh, we're all like we're off to a great start for 2021 i feel really good about about <laughs> everything i i just heard and learned this is great i feel i'm feeling great i don't know about you guys yeah this is this is a much more fruitful and meaningful conversation than the one around movies and music i was expecting to have this <laughs> yeah, this is, this exactly is not where i thought it was gonna end up but but you know hey you know that's life I read That's up, life, man. I was I read up on all the movies. I was like, I have like one fact about them. I was able to contribute, and but that's fine though. No, I like soul searching. It's good to do sometimes because, like you said, we don't have the interaction. So this is the interaction. This is happening live, right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. man. This is it. This is the real deal. This is real. You know, real light bulbs are going off here. Yeah, and so I, I encourage anyone out there listening, you know, if if you haven't spent any time, you know, it's the beginning of a new year, it's a great time to, you know, kind of reflect on uh, everything that's happened in the last year and and uh, think about how you want to move forward. I know it's something, this is something new for me. I've, I've never really been a big fan of uh, New Year's resolutions or kind of New Year's goals or anything like that. I always thought they were kind of gimmicky, but, uh, you know, in the spirit of... Uh, you know, 2020 being a year of firsts, um, I'll be give it a try, and you know I'm uh, I'm optimistic about about this year. I, I can't be any worse than last year, right? It's off to a rocky start, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, shall we get out of here for the night, guys? Yeah, why don't you why don't you sign us off here? All right. Well, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at YCBSPod. Uh, that's Twitter at YCBS Pod. And if you'd like to write us um, any emails, show ideas, reactions to any shows that we've done, any conversation points that you'd like to hear, or anything, you can hit us up via email at uh, ycbspod at gmail.com. That is ycbspod at gmail.com. And uh, that is, that's it for this week, folks. Y'all have a good one. Take care. Stay classy, San Diego. Yeah.